You know how crazy this year is, and I keep thinking about it, that you remember Kim Jong-un faked his death at the beginning of the year, and that wasn't even the wildest story of 2020? He faked it to see who was loyal, like this was a cartoon. Like, I mean, and it really, like, and it didn't even hit the radar. Like, it didn't even register on the Richter scale. I'm like, bro, how ridiculous... Has 2020 been that a, the the dictator of the most thorn, the biggest thorn in the U.S. side, and he faked his death and nobody cared at all? Like, you know, man, but I mean, that's just kind of the picture. But the reason I bring that up is because we are at the end of 2020 and it's your boy Devin Nash BSK play by play here with the play by play analysis special guest in the building my man is Jamal plug your podcast in bro I'm happy to so I am Jamal Brown I'm the host of the one and only D1 Ignite University podcast where I explain it the best as the best in sports pop culture entertainment and whatever the hell I think is funny that Exactly, exactly. And the reason I'm here with Jamal here on the final episode of the play-by-play analysis of the year 2020 is because we're here to air our grievances out. Because this year has been downright ridiculous. I mean, in every way imaginable. It's been ridiculous. It's been good. It's been bad. It's been eye-opening. I mean, this we're, we're here to just kind of air our thoughts out, you know? And... I guess the easiest place to start would be coronavirus, but we're not going to start there. We're not going to start there. We are going to start with, where are we going to start? I don't even know. (laughs) No, I know. I know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Man, for me, I got to start in the world of sports because my thing is, that if we go back to the beginning of 2020, back in January, you know, we were finishing up the last NFL season. And, you know, Lamar Jackson kind of ran away with the MVP. And then, you know, the year started off so promising. It was great for black quarterbacks. You know, they were, you know, taking the league by storm with Pat Mahomes representing for half of us. And, uh, you know... Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Why are you saying like that for half of us? He, he, no, we no. know. We know why. We know why. No, no, no. no. If they want to implement the one-drop rule, then it works. Now. Yeah, yeah. You know. And with Pat Mahomes being a fellow Texan, I'm rolling with that one. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's my guy. What part of Texas is he from? He is from Tyler, Texas. He's from East Texas, which is... It's plenty of black folk and plenty of country white folk, but plenty of great football. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Jamal is from Texas, so he lives, breathes, and dies Texas, just so y'all know. I'm sure Lone, Star, Lone Star State living life great, Candy Paint. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But, yeah, you know, Pat Mahomes is taking the lead by storm. I mean, this man has a LeBron James, Michael Jordan-esque hype about him, especially fresh off his first Super Bowl appearance and you know win and his second I guess not second but he he won MVP in 18 and then Super Bowl MVP in 19 so imagine that 
that being your ceiling of your first, the first time you ever start in the NFL. Oh, by the way, I won MVP. Right. Oh, guess you can't go much higher than this my next year. Oh, I won the Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP. And it's in his first three years in the league, too. First three years. <laughs> it's it's, it's crazy. And, and, it, and you know what's even funnier? A lot of people didn't even think coming out of college. Well, I didn't. Okay, let me not say a lot of people. I didn't get the hype with him in college because at A&M, this is how terrible Cliff Kingsbury is. That At Texas Tech, my bad. At Texas Tech, this is how terrible Cliff Kingsbury is. That Pat Mahomes did not look at all like what he looks like now in the NFL. Well, that's the thing about Tech. Tech is an offensive juggernaut no matter what, no matter who's at the helm. It, it really doesn't matter. Tech is going to put up points, but they refuse to play defense. They are allergic to defense. They're allergic to tackling. That's Big 12 so, in general. But they take it to an extreme. Yeah, Texas yeah, and OU, they at least pretend and attempt to play defense. They're just not good at it. Mm-hmm. Tech doesn't even try. Tech just says, nah, we good. Tech will take you to Tech will hang 60 on you and still find a way to lose. Tech will lose. <laughs> you will you will beat Tech 70 to 63. They will not care and just keep chunking that thing. Hell, and that ironically, was really ironically, you know who was my offensive coordinator in college? Who? Graham Harrell. Of course it was. <laughs> the Air Raid General, the original, Air. the man himself, Graham Harrell. Man. Yep, I, and I attempted to run him over, but that's a different story. That didn't happen <laughs> in 2020. Yeah, we're we're not gonna get kicked off the air tonight. We're not gonna do that. Not today. Not today. <laughs> not today. Let's make it through twenty twenty one first. But <laughs> yeah, it just it was great though because he won it, you know, and the way he won it, obviously, you know, that was one of those classic Super Bowls that we watched, you know, to start off twenty twenty, and then it kind of trickles into what ended up happening the rest of 2020 because a lot of people say that Kansas City winning the Super Bowl saved the state of California from, like, a catastrophic amount of death and destruction from coronavirus because they were like, if the 49ers would have won and they would have had a Super Bowl parade... Yeah, it wouldn't have ended well. It would not. And it's bad. I mean, it's, it's t- like, California is, is jacked up enough as it is if they would have had a Super Bowl parade, it would have been... A good chunk of those people would not be here today. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and that's what people... saved lives. Yeah, I'm just... Yeah, he saved lives. He saved lives, and, and he resurrected Kansas City as a franchise. Because I remember... I'm old enough to remember the Matt Castle days. <laughs> you know? I'm old enough to remember when Todd Haley was running things down there. And, and <laughs> you know, that was a dark time to be a Kansas City fan. And now here they are what, like, almost a decade later at the top of the mountain again, you know? And it's... I hate, I hate to see it, mainly because they're in my team's division, but I see some of the great talent that came through Kansas City and didn't get to achieve almost anything. My man Jamal Charles yep. got hurt, didn't, didn't get to achieve that. Eric Berry got a little taste of it, but... Not a whole lot. Right. God, even guys like Tony Gonzalez did not win a whole lot. Tamba Ali. Tamba left before they could win. Priest Holmes. Justin Houston. <laughs> it just, it, Larry Johnson. They just they didn't win a whole lot. They were great individual players, but they didn't get a lot of dubs. 
And Larry Johnson's a whole nother story. That man is crazy. <laughs> you know, he yes. is is crazy. I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know if that's CTE because that don't sound. I'm not gonna pin that on CTE because if y'all ever go look at this man Larry Johnson's Twitter account, yeah. Anyway, it's just so funny to me because damn, like Kansas City really hadn't won a Super Bowl since the very first one. Like, yes. Super Bowl one, Like, literally. Super Bowl one was the last Kansas City Chiefs win. Or two, six, something two. like one of the... It was, it was two. Get your, get your facts straight. Right, my bad. Yeah, first see? first Super Bowl was the Packers. My bad. Yeah, okay. But it, sometime in the first five or six Super Bowls, Kansas City won one in there between one I, and six. I want to say they beat the Vikings. Something like something that. Something like that, yeah. It was like... Clark, no, it was, uh, what was the coach's name back then? I don't even remember. Dude was like a legend, in the, and they were still in the AFL back then. It wasn't even the NFL yet. That was like when they first merged, and then, you know. But it's crazy. That's how you start the year off. But then, in... Then in March, the NBA cancels. No, 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 but before that, before that, when was it February when Kobe Bryant died? When was it? Because Kobe Bryant dying was like the biggest story of the year by far. I want to say it was the same month as the Super Bowl. Yeah, that that hit that hit the world harder than we were ever prepared. That was one of those where were you moments, like like one of those like. Yes. For me, it was. I've always said it's the closest thing for me since my since the day Michael Jackson died. Like it, it, it was the exact same, like reaction around the world. Like I'm like you know I'm at yeah. work. I remember exactly where I was, too. I was working at Puma at the time in, in, in an outlet near my house. And, you know, you're not allowed to have your phones when you're at work in this place. So I'm doing so. I was helping a customer or something. And we have our walkie-talkies in our ears. And our boss or the manager who was on at the time is like, he comes over the mic and he's like, so I don't know if this is a joke or not, but I'm seeing on Facebook that Kobe Bryant has died in a plane crash. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Be quiet. Like, stop playing, bro. Because, you know, at first I thought it was a death, because you know the death hoax is like, like Bill Cosby didn't die like four times. At least. Over the last 10 years, you know. So that's what I was thinking initially. Like, you remember where you were at when you heard about it? I was in my house. I was watching... I was watching TV, and I was scrolling through our group message, and I will never forget, Leak put it in there, and it was a TMZ article, and if I had known how to remove people from a group chat at the time, I would have done it like that, because... He would have been gone. Like, Finito. Like, Leak, that's not, that's not funny. You don't, you don't, there's a lot of things, we'll let slide, a lot of jokes you can make, you don't joke about Kobe dying. Yeah, yeah. That's no, not that's, okay. That ain't okay. And, you and know... And then it was the fact that TMZ broke the news before anyone, and us being the journalistic people we are, we're like, hey, let, let, let's get some better sources on this. Where's Woj? Woj? Someone find Woj, because he's the only one we're going to believe at this point. Right. It was him, and I think Adam Schefter even broke it, I think, too. And he's not even f- basketball. So. so we were just, I remember <laughs> that, and I didn't have any words. It was just... Like, yo, I was literally shell-shocked. Like, I've never, it ain't too many. I don't think I've cried for a celebrity death before. I came pretty close. Like, it was a few, I'm like, yo, that hurt for, like, a good two weeks. 
where I just wake up every day like, bro, Kobe Bryant is gone. Like it's it's he's he and the crazy part is like I think a night or two before he died was when LeBron broke his uh, scoring record and passed him I on the scoring list. The same week. Yeah, and he was there to see it. And remember, he had the tweet out about, "Hey, bro, keep passing that torch, brother." Like I'm proud for you. I'm happy for you. And then two days later, like it was, it was he gone. was gone, and it was just like, bro, that was wild. Like people just don't know about the greatness that is Kobe Bryant. Like these kids don't know. Well, to why Kobe was so important to someone like me, especially when he retired, that it this thought never went through my head, but it finally hit me. Kobe was drafted in 96. Yep. I was born in 96. Same here, spring of 96. I had literally never seen basketball without Kobe Bryant. He was all I knew. It didn't exist to me. Like, him in that 96 draft class, arguably the greatest class all time, I've never known basketball without him. I was thinking, bro, is this thing really going to continue? Continue, like, can are we allowed to have basketball without Kobe? I start asking my dad, "Hey, what y'all do before Kobe?" Like, we had Magic. Shut up. <laughs> it was like, and they had Jordan too. That's the that's the other thing. Like, he was Michael Jordan for my generation. Yes, he was our Jordan, and Jordan will tell you he's the closest thing to me. Yeah, everything, and and there's no disrespect to Brian, of course, but I'm just like, yo, Kobe just was different. He was, he was. He was, and his stuff, the other great thing about him is his, like, attitude towards going to work and, like, grinding and stuff. Like, you could apply Mamba mentality outside of sports. Like, you could apply it to anything. Like, oh, you want to get this car, you better go work for it. You know, you want to get this job, you got to do what you got to do. Put the work in at your internships and stuff. Like, you know, Mamba mentality, you can apply that to live. And then... You know, obviously, we can't forget about his daughter Gianna either. Like that was just as painful to to to, to, to see a both child out. go out like that. And, and they said they travel by helicopter all, all the, time. the time. Like that. That's that's as simple as getting in the car for us. Like that's what they do. Yeah, because of traffic in LA and stuff. And you, you hate to see any young person's life just cut short from no fault of their own, no fault of anybody. Like, she hasn't gotten to live life yet. Like, that's really crazy for her. Like, if, especially being young, me not being that old, when you die younger than me, I just think, wow. Yeah, no, this year, this year had a lot. Like, it was a lot of celebrity deaths. I mean, I think we can pivot right into that. Like, it was people, like, I mean... Even before chat, like we're gonna get to chat week in a second, but like, I think did Cameron Boys die this year? I don't think so. I can't remember, but you know, this year was crazy. Like you know, Chadwick actually was probably the second biggest. I'm like, bro, we just lost Kobe, and then then we lost another black icon that was him being Black Panther. And even before Black Panther, like for those of us who love sports, like he was Jim Brown. He was, he was, was Jackie, Robinson. Jackie Robinson. He was um, somebody else. Else was Chadwick. He was, we, we, it's real easy to go down his list. He was Thurgood Marshall. He was James Brown. Like I mean, this dude was every iconic black person you could think of. I mean, 
for the most part. I mean, he he played a lot of incredible. But yeah, the Black Panther stuff was was obviously what shot him through the stratosphere, like over the last part of his life. When he put Bucky in a blender in Civil War, <laughs> the most iconic fight in Marvel history. I don't care when it. Well, one of the most iconic fights in Marvel history. Like well, the thing. Well, the thing about that one is he didn't care about the plot of the story. He didn't care, he didn't care about nothing. The Avengers we were doing. He was like, nah. Run them hands. Right. That's his hands Hall of Fame right there. This man, he came down, and this man was a super soldier too, so he was just handing out ass whoopings. This man, Black Panther, came in on pure adrenaline and anger and was just putting this dude in a, in a blender. There was only one, there was only one part about the whole MCU I disliked involving Chad Boseman. It was at the very end of, an, of Endgame when they're passing around the Infinity Gauntlet and they're trying to get it away from Thanos. And first, um, Hawkeye has it, and then he gives it to Black Panther, and then they eventually give it to Spider-Man. And I was just like, can someone with some damn powers take this thing? Right. Someone who just got more than hands. Give it to Thor. Black Panther. Black Panther cooling off, but damn, he's just a dude in a suit. Someone... Someone who can shoot laser beams or something out there, take this gauntlet. Give it to Thor, you know, because he already killed him once. Like, you know. Do it, give it to someone. Captain give Marvel, it. since she was useless for most of the movie. Like, we can get off that. You know, like, you know. We are going to drag her to hell. That that We left, we left her in 2019. Right? She was gone for 90% of the movie. 90 so damn percent of the movie. At the end. And she talked all of the shit in the beginning, talking about, I can do this, so where were you? You know, and I don't want to sound like I'm bashing women when I get ready to say what I'm going to say, <laughs> but... That's not women bashing, that's just Captain Marvel. Exactly. Bashing. She was the most useless person. All of that hype didn't do nothing. She's the Jamarcus Russell of, of superheroes. That's disrespectful to Jamarcus Russell. You have to go there. She is the she is Johnny Manziel and the Cleveland Browns. Like this this the most just the most disappointing. Pure <laughs> purely disappointing. Yeah. Just hurt. Just, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's keep it going. Cause like we said, we left her in twenty nineteen. But we get around to the point that Chadwick Bozeman and Kobe Bryant in the same year. Just it, it, it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. It wasn't now, fair. Now there's no telling who Kobe is is playing one on one with in heaven. I swear to you, Kobe is bold enough to challenge Jesus to one on one. He probably is. He probably and is. Talk, and talk trash to him while he's doing it. Right. I know. You know. I don't he, know how that, you gotta be how careful though. Gotta be careful. But I mean, at that point, God knows what he made. God knows what he created. Yeah. God, yes. He, yeah. He did. Yeah, I, I believe it. But, you know, that, that you know, that kind of helped the Lakers, you know, they, you know, used Kobe as their motivation. But then, then, the damn coronavirus. And said, y'all want sports? You thought. Because you know what I think? Because you notice, after Kobe Bryant died, everything went downhill in 2020. Everything was Everything. Down. Like, I mean, every, every, every direction you look, it was just chaos and pandemonium. Like, 
coronavirus strikes, March 11, 2020, I will never forget that day for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, that was the day the NBA shut down. That was the day the like, well, sports and everything. Like the it started with the NBA, and then it just went downhill from there. Because remember, like college basketball, we didn't have an NCAA tournament. No March Madness. No March Madness. Well, it was March Madness, just not on the court. You know, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, but no March Madness. No, no, no more NBA. Um, I mean, NFL was over by then, so we we didn't, you know. Oh man, man no baseball. This was the same. Twenty twenty was also the year. Of that, of that college brawl uh, where dude picked up the chair. Oh, yeah, he picked the chair. <laughs> that was still 2020. Yeah, this was such a long year. That was still 2020. 2020 was the year the Aaron Hernandez documentary. Of the Aaron Hernandez. We, we learned that he had a gay lover, you know, and we're going to leave it there. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not getting in trouble. I ain't getting in trouble for y'all. <laughs> but you know, he picked up a chair. Like he really picked up a chair. Like it was like this was WWE like, on national television fight. in front of everybody. He was, he was ready to go fight Triple H. No, he that's really was. Only, yeah, that's the only reasonable explanation. Hit like, him with um, a. You know you're on TV, right? Only thing he was missing was a Stone Cold Stunner. Just throw a beer from the crowd. Throw up the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a college game. You know they got beer. Did he connect? I don't know if he connected with the chair. Did he? I don't I gotta go back and look. Like I, I swore he connected with somebody. But you know what? He didn't get banned from the NCAA. He did. That proves they care more about paying players than they do a dude picking up a chair ready to scrap. Niggas went from blue bloods to black and blue bloods. Just, I like it. You know, I like the show. Like I swore he connected with somebody. He just didn't connect hard. Like it wasn't like a full on like but, square but a, to the. It's a metal chair. It's enough. No, I know what I'm saying, but he he barely could, like you know like where you have a chance to knock somebody out, but you just don't land it. He just missed it. Yeah, he connected, but he didn't connect. <laughs> we love we love college sports for that very reason. Yeah, that was the you know. Forget those are like 20, 20 right. 19 years old. Like we, that stuff we do, we fight, we, we fight, get angry yep. over basketball. Yeah, we do, we do. You know, I remember. <laughs> like, I've seen some brawls in my day. I, you remember in Cincinnati and Xavier a couple years ago? Yep. Like, right at the end of the game? <laughs> this was right up there with that, you know? And that dude probably wasn't going to the NBA because he wasn't no big-time prospect, I don't think. So, that, that's just he had nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. You hate you to don't fight. fight with you don't fight anyone with nothing to lose. Right, yeah. That, that is the worst thing you can do is fighting somebody with nothing to lose. Yeah, no, I got to get to the Aaron Hernandez documentary because that was... And it's like, even before the, the, the other stuff, we, we have to really sit here and understand this man killed two people and then played a full NFL season like it was nothing. That, like, physically had no remorse. None. Just, he was going through a few things, but he's still catching touchdowns. Just showed up to work like he was at the strip club. Like, I mean... With Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, the stickler of all strict rules, he played the Patriot way, was an all-pro tight end. And, oh, by the way, he's caught a few bodies. We assumed Ray Lewis killed somebody. 
We know Ray Rice beat his wife in that elevator. We saw Tyreek Hill come from out of frame and kick old girl. But now this man is a convicted murderer. At that point, well, no, he wasn't convicted. He wasn't convicted yet. At that point, he wasn't yet. He yeah. wasn't yet. But they didn't they grab him out of the middle of the season, like it wasn't off season. No, it was like. I'm trying to remember. It was like right before the season started. It was like in between that window between free agency and like the start of OTAs or something. It was somewhere so, in there. So imagine, yeah, bro, I'm going to go to training camp. Training camp sucks, man. I wish I didn't have to go. Then yo, you see, you, your uh, FBI agent on your phone says, you don't have to go. I can fix that. <laughs> it's like, yo, I just... The Patriots have had more scandals and have gotten clean oh, through more scandals. It's it's incredible to think about. Like you, you 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 like Oh, and then the other thing too with Hernandez, it's only two that we know of because there was a chance that at Florida he may have shot at somebody down there cuz remember they said there was a bar fight and he shot at somebody but nobody ever confirmed it was him. The, the whole state of Florida just co- 2020 has proven once again why we need to just cut Florida off and make it an island. That's not okay. Florida yeah. gotta go. Florida gotta go. Florida has to go. It started with bath salts. They don't care about Rona. They opened the beaches and said, come on in. This is what we do. They never closed them, first of all. They, yes. they, 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 that's, that's what we gotta get to. <laughs> Ron DeSantis said beaches are essential. They made WWE an essential business in the state of Florida. WrestleMania was an essential. <laughs> was in I, Orlando. I used to work for a radio station, and one of the shows always had a segment every day called Florida Man. And it's literally just what stupid thing has Florida gotten themselves into? I've just never. I think this year, actually, 2020 was so crazy. I might have finally seen a positive Florida Man headline. I can't remember who it was. It was one I saw. I specifically saw something that said Florida man. I can't remember what he did, but it was something he did, and it was positive. I'm like, you, how ridiculous is 2020 that we getting positive Florida man headlines? If Florida man is doing something positive, I am a five foot nine white man named Larry because that don't make no sense. It Florida happened one time, and then like the next day, it just went back to normal. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. 2020 was a different world. Do you know what? Wasn't World War Three in 2020? Yes. World War Three was supposed to happen in 2020. U.S. US struck Iran and killed one of their top generals in 2020. Yes, I was. I was working at the same radio station. It was a political radio station, so we had to keep tracks of that. Not to mention, we are the emergency alert system for the Dallas area. Mm-hmm. So. When, like, a tornado warning or something, we're the one that puts it out. Mm-hmm. So I legit had, like, a two-hour training on, hey, if they blow something up, you got to hit this button. Jamal got to hit a button? Because it was before Rona happened. That was the other thing. It was like, yo, remember, New York was, like, gearing up just in case there was a retaliation. And all you had L.A. Cities. All the major cities were on alert. <laughs> I'm like, bro, this man... Is crazy. Like the, the all the Cheeto Twitter jokes about World War Three and stuff. The show was 
black people don't take nothing, nothing serious. serious. Nothing serious. We were joking, and this was a real thing. Like, this was really in the rearview mirror. Yeah. And we, and we just making hashtags and jokes. 2020 was such a long year. The chair, Hernandez. We were making stuff. jokes about World War Three. That's how long this year has been. Like people don't even remember that. Like I, I swear that was this year. That wasn't 2019. Like this all happened this year. That was like November, November, December, somewhere around there. No, no, no. It was back in like January or February. No, it happened before I left the radio station. I left the radio station at the end of December. Of of nineteen, twenty eighteen. Of twenty. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That was nineteen. I never worked there for twenty. But you know what I mean. Yeah. No. No. We we got you. We got you. But it just to go it's, into it like that. It does that does mean it's not funny? Yeah. No. It, it just it was a mess. You know, I think to to, to pivot over to something serious because there there were some serious conversations that needed to be had this year. Summer of 2020, in the midst of a pandemic, when George Floyd, the George Floyd incident, that that was probably the highlight of, I mean, not highlight, but like that was the, that was the breaking point, the breaking point of 2020. Like that was when, yeah, like Minnesota exploded, you know, when that video came out. Allow me to say, before this happened. If anyone would have told me the realest people come from Minnesota, I would have laughed in their face. Mm-hmm. Like Minnesota, y'all are the bottom six of the of the real states. It's like when like, niggas say I'm from Connecticut. Like, do you want a cookie? Like, <laughs> like, um, okay, you were Minnesota. Y'all are down there with Idaho. Right. Y'all shut up but until that, until this. It's, from this, y'all the realest niggas until from the realest. Ones. They blew that target up. They blew up precincts. They're like, oh. They burned down the police precinct, bro. They were done. At that point, I was like, Andrew Wiggins, you need to leave because you are not from here and this is not your battle and you say the wrong thing and you will go to. They will burn. They will find your address and will burn your house. They are burning the precinct down, nigga. They don't care about nothing. You are not KG. You are not beloved in that city. You aren't. You will go. And now that you say this, I realize why Kirk Cousins stayed quiet because he knows that he knew better. He knew better. He don't say. Don't say the. Hush. My my teammates kneel. I'm a kneel. I kneel and shut up. I ain't gonna say nothing. No, they they shut down a major high. They shut down thirty five. Thirty five is in Texas too, so that's a long highway. Now you know, you know, it's even funnier. There, there was some funny, like when they blew the target up, and then people on Twitter were just, I, oh my, Twitter black people are amazing. Like the way well, we can make, the way we can make jokes. I see. <laughs> Somebody in the break room when they blew the target up and <laughs> showed him eating. I was like, they. It was some white woman. Like she was in a wheelchair. And she was racist and she was calling oh, yeah, people the N word. The and they pushed her down the ramp <laughs> and, and was hitting her with powder and stuff. I'm like, bro, just, just. And then, but the way that woke and and it was George Floyd and Breonna Taylor both happened in 2020. And the way it woke up the entire, like, I'm talking, it was 
white baseball and hockey players was out here arm in arm with black folks protesting this summer. Like, remember the whole world, everybody was protesting. Because, you know, obviously everything's shut down, so nobody's at work. Like, it's full undivided attention. This got time. It was the most potent that I've ever seen. And then it just kind of just stopped. Like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, even the niggas in Congress was wearing Kente cloths and taking money on the fucking Capitol floor. I'm like, bro, if y'all don't get y'all asses up, we didn't ask for that. It just, things like that, it puts life in perspective yeah. as a black man, and you have to know your surroundings and know where you are. Like, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure on how strict the gun policies are in Minnesota. So, and George Floyd was unarmed. So I could just think of in a place like Texas or Louisiana where the gun laws are a lot more lax. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's it's very, very legal for me to carry almost any kind of weapon as long as I have a CD, uh, CDC, mm-hmm. uh, concealed handgun license. As long as I have one of those, it's almost legal for me to carry anything. Right. So I can just think of, wow, if they see this man carrying around this rifle, what will they do to me to see what they did to George Floyd? And they did it to him in a slow, painful way. Like, he was conscious enough to say, I can't breathe. And this was all over a alleged uh, fake 20, even though it was a real 20. Like, it's a $20 bill. You got your neck stepped on for $20, bro. Fake or real, it's $20. It's $20. Like, they, and, and it's crazy because when... They, you know, it came out that one of the, the, so the Georgia Senate race, the lady Kelly Loeffler, it comes out that she got secret briefings on the coronavirus before it was made aware to the public and she sold all her, uh, her stocks and bonds and, and invested in businesses like Pfizer and, um, like mass companies and stuff like that. So this guy gets killed over a fake 20, but you got somebody in Congress with insider trading, which is illegal. <laughs> like, you know? Just shows you capitalism will... <laughs> cap- I love. I try to make it right for people, because Twitter loves to blame capitalism for everything. It is not capitalism that is a problem. It is corrupt capitalism. Because, uh, what other system y'all want? Because I promise you don't want communism. That, that, your, your pockets, nor your the way you want to live life, y'all don't want that. Right. I feel like every system is flawed regardless. Like, people are flawed in general. There's not a that, single system. People make, and people make the systems. So if a flawed person makes a system, what makes you think it's going to be perfect? Right. That. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself, well, yeah, no, that's a whole other conversation for another day. But, like, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was ridiculous. And, the Breonna Taylor stuff really, pissed me off even more than the George Floyd stuff because Breonna Taylor, like, nothing happened for months. Like, nothing. Like, this this coon, Daniel Cameron, was just sitting up in his Kentucky house and just chilling, you know? Then he speaks at the Republican National Convention. Dude's just chilling. Then they finally... Well, no, first they... Before he gives the verdict, they... um. What are they? They they roped off the police precinct because they didn't want them to burn that shit down. Nope. And they roped off like parts of downtown Louisville. 
then he comes out and they they charged one person and it wasn't even with manslaughter. They charged him with like which is shooting his gun. Shooting his gun. It was something he did. The rest of them got off scot free. Then it comes out later that the jurors were like, "No, this this nigga lied to us, and we weren't even we were misinformed and weren't even given full." So this man is a coon, a liar, a coon, a coon, super coon. Yeah, yeah, like just just regular coon. Gotta go. I hope that nigga never sees peace. I promise. Like I don't wish evil on nobody except for that nigga Daniel Cameron. I hope he never knows peace. Like. It's one thing to be against an innocent person, but someone died and you mad because they shot at the door unwillingly. Like, what did she do? I want to know what is the criteria to shoot at people? Oh, and then it make it even worse. Her boyfriend got arrested for shooting at cops because they didn't tell him he they were police and he shot at them because he thought they were breaking in his house. And he's the only one that ever got charged with anything, but then they dropped the charges because enough, enough people came up in arms about it. Like, you know, so at the end of the day, essentially, it's almost like she got off, almost like they got away with it. Almost. And it, I'm mad it took a popularity thing for this to become public issue. Right, it took... Celebrities yelling about it. It took people turning it into TikToks, people dancing, making memes, and it almost got dehumanizing at one point. And then, like, after all that, that that's still, you know, you had people like Kenny Stills and YBN Corday uh, getting arrested for protesting outside Daniel Cameron's house. Like, it was getting real. Like, the police talks in America this year... This year, more than any other year I can remember, we're like just potent like that, and then, yeah, it just kept going and it kept going, and you know, all this stuff, and yeah. But I, I love any talk against the police. I'm not going to say I'm anti-police, but I'm pretty close. Yeah, I'm close. I, I've had a lot of bad encounters. I've been pulled over 30, uh, 40 feet from my house. And me is for me. It's like yo. I mean, I got three line brothers that are police, but and we we've you know I've like I've gone back and forth at times with like my dad and them, for example. And I'm just like you know, like I'm black first. Like it's just you can take your uniform off at the end of the day, and no one has to know you're a police officer and you don't want them. And those are my guys too. Like as long as they don't do nothing, those are my boys. You know, I'm not gonna air them out or anything, you know, because those are my LBs. Like, they're, they're, but, you, you know. Just, you can't just deny all police officers because then if, if if you think every cop is going to be corrupt, then no one good will ever want to be a cop. Oh, speaking of which, Seattle happened in 2020. <laughs> or no, not Seattle, Portland. Portland. Those I'm niggas Portland. kicked every, all the police out and, and declared it a police-free zone and roped off. See, that's another thing. We learned about niggas in Minnesota. Seattle are some real, or not, I keep saying Seattle. Oregon. Portland, Oregon are some of the realest niggas in America. Or, you know, or, Portland, Oregon is a very, very weird city. Yeah, they like, legalized, um, or decriminalized, uh, uh, co- cocaine? Was it, was it cocaine or heroin? It was one of them. Ooh, they decriminalized it. Was it. Yeah. It was one of them things that gave you the shakes. Right. But they, 
For one, we understand there's only 800 black people in the whole state of Oregon. So they said, look. And like 200 of them play for the Ducks. Yes, majority of them <laughs> play for the Ducks. The Ducks in, the, in Oregon State. That's, that's exactly it. Yeah. So they already knew, like, hey, this is our chance. If Minnesota got their credit, we can, we can run up. Now, they didn't blow up a precinct, but they did kick them out. They, they kicked the police out and declared this police-free zone. That is almost better than blowing up a precinct. <laughs> almost, know. almost. My, my years of Grand Theft Auto, I, I've never, uh, you know. But yeah, no, that was it. Was it, this year was was definitely an awakening for a lot of people, and the number of athletes, white athletes at that, that were speaking out. I mean, like you know, uh, freaking, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, you know, Joey B will always be good in my book. Speaking with back to sports. Joe Burrow might have been the greatest college quarterback single season since Cam Newton. Yes. I, I thought you were about to say of all time, and I have plenty, plenty of arguments against that yeah, that no. I've already used against Jared, and they, they just... I'm, I'm so anti-SEC. Oh, I hate the SEC. Yeah, I do too. But I, I'm not going to let them, let them say... Burrow was the greatest college quarterback of all time after one year. Stop that. No. Well, Cam Newton was. But he had scrubs. Joe Burrow had NFL talent everywhere. Cam Newton had scrubs. So, See, so the, we, we can't confuse college great with college and NFL great. Because if we're if you want to get super technical, Cam Newton was not a better college quarterback than Matt Liner. No, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He wasn't a better. No, we're talking strictly college. That one college season that he took Auburn to a national title game. Yes, that was the greatest single college season of all time. Yeah, like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Until Joe Burrow had his. Until Joe Burrow had his. If we want to talk overall, Vince Young had a better career than Joe Burrow. Um, he had Leiner. a national championship and a Rose Bowl. But to beat Burrow, you just need one significant bowl and one national championship. Young has both of those. Matt Leiner has two, two national championships. championships in Heisman. In three appearances. In three appearances. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Matt Leiner had a better career. Yeah. Plus, he played longer. You can't be college's only – you only get four years. You can't be an all-time great. You, you get five, four. technically. because you... you get five years of eligibility, but you can only play four. four. Yeah, I, I, I remember that. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, that's true. Because you red shirt one of them, so. Exactly. Unless you get like a special medical red shirt or this COVID red shirt that is available for seniors. Well, that's yeah, that's for now. That they changed that before that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this was this. I mean, Burl, that that year was incredible. <laughs> it was uh, like usually I hate the SEC, but I mean, watching LSU play was actually like fun. Like that Alabama game was an all time classic. An all-time classic. I may hate the SEC in general, but I hate Bama most of all. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see someone stick it to him. Burl went into, Burl went into to, 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 to Tuscaloosa and said, fuck Nick Saban and all his people. <laughs> you know, he hung, he hung the, 
it was a blowout at halftime. It should have been a blowout, but you know they they came back, made it a little bit interesting. Then he kept going. They could not stop these dudes. I've never just seen an Alabama defense just not on, on his heels. Just not able to just couldn't. Not even that they wouldn't. They couldn't stop this dude. Like to, to quote a movie that a man whose birthday is today by Joe Burrow. That's a bad white boy. Who is it? Uh, Denzel. Denzel. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. This show was man. That was such a great game. That was such a great, and then the championship to see him just dust Clemson, you and know, to see him outplay Trevor Lawrence, who who is apparently the greatest college quarterback since sliced damn bread, and Trevor Lawrence got utterly outplayed. He did not. He didn't know what to do with uh, that defense. Not to mention the same Trevor Lawrence who scorched Bama the year before. The year before, yeah, yeah. as a freshman, as as a child. You know, it just I stopped calling them freshmen, they're just children, they're 19. Yeah, as a 19 year old, he walked in and sliced and diced the Nick Saban defense. That was the it's first time I'd seen the Nick Saban defense just look physically just shell shocked. Then, when Burrow did it to him, was the second time. Them, the only two times I've ever seen Nick Saban just clearly outmatched. I've never seen that before. The, the, <laughs> never. The, funny thing, the, the formula to beat. A big bad SEC defense has been written in stone for years. Yep. Because everybody can't do it. If you want to be a Bama, uh, LSU, uh, any SEC defense, really, you need an explosive, pass heavy, great receiver offense. Because with SEC a mobile quarterback, DBs, SEC DBs can't cover. They're they're big hitters, but one on one straight coverage guys, they don't really cover. Their safeties all right. are all box guys. Like, their safeties come up in the run, hit quarterbacks. Like, yeah, you need a mobile Deshaun Watson type. Yeah, think about how great a safety Jamal Adams is in the league. Jamal Adams really don't cover that many people one-on-one. This man He's got nine box. sacks as a safety. That tells you something. That should tell He's you something. Mm-hmm. Um, the Honey Badger, great playmaker, but he's a center field guy. He's not covering many people one-on-one. He right. just doesn't do it. But he's a he's a little bit better in coverage than Jamal Adams, though. Yeah, he's definitely better. But if push come to shove, you want Honey Badger? Are you okay with Honey Badger covering Devontae Adams? Hell no, no, absolutely not. No, we we don't want that. We don't it's, want it's some it's some elite cornerbacks. I don't want covering him. I don't want <laughs> so, anyone covering him. One on one, to be perfectly honest, right? But you know, I damn sure don't want Honey Badger to do it. Right, you know. But. He, a lot of this show is just for me to say fuck the SEC. Right, yeah, no, yeah, fuck them, you know. Big, um, big 12 country, bitch. Well, yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, to, to, I mean, to, to go into that, though, it just, you know. Then, then the bubble. 2020 ah, was the year of the bubble in the, the NBA. Was, the I was, was a great time. It me. was a great time because I didn't think it would work at first. These dudes, no one did. No one did. No. They had not only did it work; they had zero COVID cases. And Even it is not, like, not like they didn't have some mishaps here and there. Yeah, remember Lemon Pepper, Lemon Pepper Lou? Yeah, Lemon Pepper Lou. Like you know, so it wasn't like people. They had zero COVID cases. The playoff basketball was just as good as it would have been with the crowd. 
Um, you know, we, we saw the birth of TJ Warren, the bubble TJ Warren. Dude was just lighting everybody up until he played the, the Heat. Then he went back until, to being regular. Until he played his father. Yes, Mr. Butler. Hey, I'm Cecil Gaines. I'm the butler. <laughs> like, he, you know, that's, that's what he, he was not. He was not prepared for that. The bubble was just a great time for me as a Heat fan. Yeah. As a real Heat fan. I'm talking pre-LeBron. Yes. Dwayne Wade Heat fan. Yes. And, and we saw the rise of Luka Doncic. Yes, we did. And of and of uh of um Jamal Murray and 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 the Joker. And Jokic. Jamal I knew Jamal Murray was good, but that man dropped fifty said Fuck it. Let's go. They came back down three one against Utah. They came back the Clippers, this is the other thing. I never want to hear Paul George's name ever again. He he is pandemic P from now on. Until until he redeems himself. I never want to hear that man's in no more top ten conversations ever again until he wins because I'm tired of him. He folded like fresh laundry. It is unreal because he's not a scrub. He's talented as hell. He just come playoff time, he just ain't got it. This he man just, folded like fresh laundry against the Nuggets. folded like a lawn chair. It wasn't, bro, 3-1. <laughs> and he cost Doc Rivers his job. Like, I was like, bro, this man, and not even just him. It's not all on him. Kawhi didn't show up either. Kawhi <laughs> showed up more than him, though. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, but the rest of that team, I mean, it just... They're not a well-constructed team. They weren't. But, but they were built to go toe-to-toe with the Lakers. You do not blow a 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets. You just can't do it. You can't. No. You cannot do it. And of the rises we saw, we probably saw the limit of the Greek freak. I hope we didn't. But, yeah, no, dude just, he wasn't it last year. And... My thing is, he signed the contract. He signed the Supermax. I did not like that at all. I didn't like it at all. I, I, I didn't. I was hoping for him in Miami. But I knew after the way, if we hadn't beat him, he would have a better shot. But you don't go to the team that just smacked you like that, that that exposed you to the holy. You, you, can't, you can't go to that team. Well, my thing is... It's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if he leaves and joins the Heat, we're going to slander him like we did KD. He stays, and he's still getting slandered for staying. You know, So he was a loser regardless of what he did. But he can get slandered a much richer, richer man. Yeah, $228 million. To live in Milwaukee. The most racist city in America. I just, I think you know. Milwaukee? I mean, not racist, but the most segregated city in America. I mean, people always say, how much would it take for you to live such and such? Uh, Giannis' answer is 228 million. Yeah, no, you you pay me that to go live in Utah. I'd go to Idaho. Idaho, Wyoming, Montana. Well, well, well. Wyoming, it may take a little bit more. But, 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 I, actually, no, Wyoming is, I've heard Wyoming is nice. It is. All of those places are really, really like I, But I, I really want to go to Utah. Give me a nice mountain place up in the mountains and just... It'll be... The live. black people there will be you, Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert, who is the reason the NBA shut down. Who is the reason? <laughs> you know, and... Every mic, like, bro, 
I know it was a joke. It was funny then, not gonna lie. It was funny then. No, the slander was funnier. Like, niggas were heated. (laughs) You had the nerve, the audacity. And they were like, Donovan Mitchell does not fuck with you. Like, you do know he can get you traded, right? You know, somebody said, you you realize when, when every, when he, and then he contracted it too. He contracted Corona. You remember when he came, when it came out that he had Rona, there wasn't any prayers for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> nobody <laughs> said, hey, prayers up, bro. Like nobody, not one public, uh, like nothing. At that point, it was just. You should, nah, that should tell you crazy. something. Like, yeah, you know, like when KD got it, everybody was shocked. Rudy Gobert got it. Oh. All right. Okay. He deserved that. That, that. That's the hell he got to say. His, uh, his More zone. power to him. Like, <laughs> I was like, bro. Yo, they were heated. Donovan Mitchell, no. Yeah. So he... We need you. That was the thing. Like, when the NBA shut, like, I was, I'm like, yo, when the NBA shut down, like, it was so crazy because there was a game going on. It was like the Thunder and somebody. And then it was the, mi- the middle of the game, somebody, they were like, people in the crowd started throwing up. That, that somebody was sick and they had to stop the game and then Chris Paul was going to go over there and they said, no, 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 get over there. And, you know, like, yeah, that was just a wild time. Really and wild. Be, be honest, did you think we were going to finish the season? No, I didn't think we should have. I, I, I didn't think we should have. I said the same thing. I was like, you know what? Let, let's just shut it down and we can start again next year. You know, at one point, there were no sports at all. There was nothing. There was no music being dropped, no sports, nothing. Like, it got so desperate that the Korean Baseball League was playing games at 4 in the morning, so I stayed up at 4 a.m. just to watch Korean Baseball. It got that bad. It it was crucial. Mm -hmm. And ESPN was just searching for stuff to talk about. Remember the worst, when they played horse from people's houses, that that was the lowest point in Sports Center history, I think. It made them rush the Last Chance documentary, which was not supposed to come out until the summer. Yeah, the Last Dance, man. That was also. Remember, it was just a string of like documentaries at one point. It was the Last Dance. Then they had like the Lance documentary. I got so bored, I watched that. They had Long Gone Summer. You know, Bruce Lee's, which I was incredibly disappointed in. I liked it. I actually liked it. It was it was kind of hard to follow at times, but I liked it. That's why that's why I was disappointed because I love I love kung fu. I love martial arts, and Bruce Lee is one of those guys. Mm-hmm. But because you couldn't see who was talking, and like you said, it was just hard to follow. Halfway through, it's like, bro, I don't know who's saying what, and a lot of them didn't speak English, so they were translators. So you had to follow that. Yeah, I was like, bro, and it's. And it's the same translator, so they're using the same voice. So I don't know who's saying what, what it means. Yeah, it was kind of hard to follow. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. But mm-hmm. the last dance set the world on fire. Like it was a it was a tune in event. Like I'm like, bro, there was no sports going on, so like they dropped it every week. Everybody was tuned in just to on watch. Sunday. On well, Sunday this night. Is we, this is how we used to watch the BZ Awards. Yep. As it, a family, took us back. Time. It took us back. Everybody was talking about it on the. <laughs> it's like, bro. This man, Dennis Rodman, took a vacation middle of the season. In the middle of the playoffs. In the middle of the playoffs. And came back and had 20 rebounds. See, if James Harden was Dennis Rodman, 
Dennis Rodman, no one would say a word to him. That's what I think. I really think he is modern-day Dennis Rodman. This man at the strip club and come back the next morning and drop 40. And that's the why you don't say nothing. The difference is Dennis Rodman plays championship basketball. Yeah. Vince Harden Martin just not. hasn't done it yet. But, I mean, for the regular season, nobody's going to say nothing to him because he's dropping 40, even like now. Because he is the offense. Yeah. Dennis Harden don't drop 30, they don't even have a chance. The man don't even want to be in Houston no more. He still dropped 40 and 10. And said, look, people who want to trade for me, I can still do this. Right. I ain't that sick. Like, y'all better trade me while the skillet is hot or whatever they call it. Like, you know? And the Jordan beef between Isaiah Thomas is so real. It still is. This man Isaiah is still talking about it. He's that mad. I ain't seen beef like this since between Scotty and Larsa. Like, it just... (laughs) You bet. And at least Isaiah and Jordan don't live in the same house like them two. Um, you know, because if I don't get how Scotty does it, he's a hoe. He's being hoed by his wife. I could, I, I don't know how we could do it. I, I, I would, you gotta move out, bro. You got the money. No, put her out. You got the up. Somebody has to Somebody go. has to go. Somebody has to go. And when they, for the last dance, they, they put the emphasis on, uh, that Team USA scrimmage for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that Team USA scrimmage by itself needs a 30 for 30. Yes, it does. It does. And the fact they, that Isaiah didn't make it, I don't I fit the criteria, but I wasn't chosen. And that became like a and it became a meme, and that was funny. I'm not sure what the criteria was. I feel like I deserve to, but I wasn't in it. <laughs> He's absolutely right, because if you, talent-wise, Isaiah Thomas is miles ahead of John Stockton. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But when you already have Michael, Scotty, um, Chuck, do you, you don't need a, you don't need a score first guard on the team. Mm-hmm. You need a distributor, and John Stockton, oh, and Magic is there too. You you don't need a scoring point guard. You need two distributors. Right. You had Magic and you had John and Christian Leitner was just there to be there. He was the college edition, you know. I mean, you told me I get to hang out with Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird. All I gotta do is carry some bags. Oh, let's go. Right. Didn't do shit in the NBA, but he was part of the greatest team ever. You can say that. Yeah. You ain't do, you ain't do shit in the NBA. I'm on Dream Team. Right. You played the dream team on 2K. I'm on that roster. And I walked away. <laughs> and I walked away. But I guess to close it out, the music in 2020 was an adventure because it was an adventure. Because remember, at one point in the middle of the summer, just nobody was dropping anything. So you remember Drake put out a TikTok banger and then we don't play it no more. I haven't I haven't heard um, 2C slides since the summertime. And you know what? Corona robbed us a summer of the Tootsie Slide. Yep, it robbed us of Tootsie Slide. It robbed us of um, there was something else that came out. Like Megan was putting bangers out the whole summer. Oh yeah, this would have been NHBJ would have been in DC this year, so it wouldn't have meant anything for her. But like, I think we we can't forget the biggest song probably of twenty twenty, the WAP. Yep, (laughs) I'm saying, can you imagine? 
the robbed us of being able to be in the club watching girls off mimosas just just enjoying the view throwing ass in sundresses it just we were robbed of that we were robbed of it it was it's just not fair it's just not fair you know it's just not fair it just it just sometimes it isn't fair you know and we couldn't forgive the musicians you're like bro Music is the one thing you can make in your house by yourself without human contact. Like, music this year was so ridiculous. Like, Roddy Rich's, um, please excuse me for being antisocial, happened this year. Yes, the box happened. The box happened this year. Um, Rockstar, the baby, that was this year. That was this summer. <laughs> and his, uh, was that the his music video with the Jabberwockies? Was that this? Was that 2020? The beginning of it, yes. Uh, bop. I needed some shit with some bop in it. That was this year. <laughs> was this year. I'm like, bro, the number one song in America. Still, you know and what? it still is. And it feels like it came out two years ago. 2020 was good and bad for the uh, baby at the same time. Yeah, because it was, was great because he got hot and he was the hottest artist on the planet for a short period of time. But when there's nothing else for people to do and focus on, they finally figured out why he sound the same in every song. And he keep knocking his fans out too. There's that. There, you know. There's stop. You're not gonna have fans when you keep knocking them out. You ain't, you ain't reached that level. There's only like five artists in history who could fight their fans and still have fans. Right. Like if Michael Jackson punched you in the face, you're never watching your face again. Like that. And he wouldn't and even they, have to. He'd just stare at you for ten minutes. People would pass out at Michael Jackson concerts. For, he wouldn't sing for 10 minutes. He wouldn't say nothing. He'd just stand there. Hey, you we, just let it simmer. <laughs> yeah, it's just 10 people passed out. You got to get the ambulance. Bring 10 people. That's why when people... when people never affected him because he, he had the mind of a 12-year-old. Because yep. he was still 12 in his head. Who, the baby or Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. Because he had the baby... Yeah, but the baby, but um, the baby just dope. just dumb as hell, just dumb. But you know, it, it was like yo, you keep knocking your fans out, sir. You can't do that. You can't. You're not there yet. You're not at that you're, level. You're not. You're not at that level. There's no rapper who's at that level. The only rapper who might have been on that level is Pac, and Pac is dead. Yeah, yeah, just. Probably maybe, not, maybe uh Drake, I think, is getting there. The Drake effect is very, very real. Right. But more of if you get punched by Drake, you're gonna get the slander because then you got knocked out by someone who's presumably soft. Like in other words, you got body by a singing nigga. Like Yeah, you got body by a singing nigga. That, with a heart in his head. With with a heart cut in his head. With a heart. Like if I get if 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 I get knocked out by a nigga with a heart cut in his head, just 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 kill me, just kill me dead. Because we can't let that happen. Just just choke me out. Don't even don't even let me get up. You know. We we gotta Photoshop it and like alter that video and play it in reverse. Like you knock him out. Like if it's Dak Prescott style on the beach, like where he got knocked out. Yeah, we just by a nigga with a heart in the head. Like yeah, just just. I'm gonna just fake my death and get a erase my social security and just yeah. There's no way that, no returning not, from that, especially the, you, yeah. 
and you know the group will never let you live that down. They won't. No, you know them. Yeah, it, it can happen. <laughs> it, it just I, it cannot live it down. <laughs> it was like, yo. But speaking of Drake, he's got he at least rumors are saying, yo, January first, New Year's Day. Uh, certified lover boy comes out and you know I'm kind of looking forward to it just because you know this I mean the, the year of music was kind of slow you know I'm, I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you now I the, think it was a slow year um there are a few projects that I liked I like Nas's uh recent projects I didn't um, I didn't really like it I liked it because it showed it showed <laughs> something that Nas has just always been talking about it just he never put a full album towards it right I didn't like T.I.'s I didn't even know he put one up Exactly. <laughs> you know, my my favorite might have been Janae Aiko's. Hers was Chilombo. I I liked it. It was up there. Nasty ass. Love it. She's you know, filthy. She is filthy. You know, some of those songs we could use a couple of those songs later. But, but you know, I always say this about her, even though we know she's nasty. Janae, it's hard for me to view her as sexy she's extremely attractive she's bad she's beautiful but i don't get sex appeal from her like yeah she's everything meg the stallion is without the appeal yes like if you've never heard her voice if you've never heard her sing or what she talks about you would think oh she's such an innocent sweet girl because she gives that vibe to you well, no, that's the thing. If you read her lyrics, like, like let's let's pretend you have no idea who she is. You just plop some lyrics in front of in front of you and just read whose lyrics these are, and you don't tell her the person who it is. It's like this nasty. Her, she nasty, and then it's like, oh, that's Janae Aiko, and then you put it on. And it's like, wait, she's saying it like this. Hmm. She looks. She looks like what? Huh? But you know what they say. They, you know what they say. I can't say what they say because I'm. This ain't that type of show. But you know what they say. <laughs> I, I'm not getting in trouble thing, here. I say the same thing about Zendaya. She's an extremely beautiful woman. She's bad, but she's not sexy. Hey, don't be she talking about my wife. Don't be talking about my wife. That's the love of my all life. Right. That's the love of my life. All, she's not yours. I'll fight you for her. She might height anyway. She might height too. She what, 5'8? Five, 5'10, five, five, somewhere. She's tall. She's tall? She's tall. I thought she was like 5'8. I did not think Zendaya was was that attractive until I saw her height. It's like, oh god, I'm gonna marry this one. No, no, I've I've been in love with her since Disney. I, when I watched her on Shake It Up. See, I'm, I'm willing to fight you over Shake It Up. You know, I got a couple wives. I got her, Megan Good, uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Um, you know, all three of them. You know, we're all gonna. I'm gonna need you to find some DMV girls because uh, you're on the wrong side of the country. You don't get west. You have east. But. But you, no. we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 you know. But yeah, I guess. Man, where do we even? Twenty twenty was a mess. It was, but the, the year of we the sinkers win. We cannot end this con this podcast without talking about politics because 2020 we saw donald trump go down in flames <laughs> we were waiting four years for this we saw the man go down kicking and screaming 
that was the, the the most draining election cycle I can remember. Because it's the first one I was old. Well, it's the first one I voted in because I didn't vote in 2016, even though I was old enough to, but I didn't because I wasn't able to. This one, I mean, everything, the, the, the election cycle, everything was just terrible. Then the election day was funny because, you know, everybody kind of figured, like, there was a point where you knew Joe was going to, like, pull it out. And then Trump started getting ridiculous. Like, oh, he said, in the middle of the night, how are you going to tweet in the middle of the night, we won? In the middle of the night, at 2 in the morning, we won. And it was, it was a, a different kind of election because there were so many mail-in ballots. Yeah. And the, fact, the fact that we knew we weren't going to get the results on election day. Just drained, dragged it out. Yeah. All, all I, could, all, I could only think about, I thought about the uh, play Hamilton. Because mm-hmm. it was when America first started and people were voting for president. I was just thinking, bro, how long did it take them to figure that out? Like, how many letters could a dude on a horse really carry? And who was counting them? Right. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, no, that, think about it. That is true. Because, like, in, in modern times, we literally press a button and it goes to whoever the hell it goes to. Or and even it, in, like, even in, like, the 60s, they didn't, but they could have easily picked up the phone, called, and identified themselves. Like, I'm so-and-so, and my social security is that and done, so I'm voting. In the 60s, it was easier because half the population couldn't vote anyway. So they only yeah. counted, <laughs> like, a couple couple hundred million people anyway. And the other ones... But that's still a couple hundred million people. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. That's true. But in, the, in, the, in, in George Washington and them... I'm assuming that you probably wouldn't know who your president was for like two years. You probably two years into their term and they still don't know their president. Like, oh shoot, really? That's why they just now made the four year terms in in the 1920s or 30s or whatever with Roosevelt. Because before that, niggas could be president forever. Because you wasted two years counting. Really? <laughs> you know, that's what it was. So, you know, but yeah, that is a good question though. They only stopped, they only put a limit on it because Roosevelt got greedy, because there was no He won three times, and then he decided, look, I'm tired of winning. Y'all niggas got to do something better. <laughs> like, y'all, y'all probably going to keep voting me until I die. Like, so I'm going to make this law. You get two terms. That is a flex. I win three times. I get so tired of winning. I make a rule that I can't win anymore. Y'all niggas if, catch up. <laughs> if you have to say I can't win anymore, you've won. Yeah, you've won. You've you, you won. That is a flex. Look, I, I want to be like that. Nigga, I can't win no more. Y'all niggas better catch up. Four years. And I'm very proud to say after I voted early and after Me too. when I was in my polling location, as soon as I walked out of that building, I played fuck Donald Trump on my phone. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got to my car, I played it even louder. See, and you doing that, you brave because you, I don't, well, what part of Texas, are, the part of Texas you're in, is it like, what is it like it's over still, there? It's still Texas. Okay. Let's All we gotta say. Are, yep. There are blue, blue, blue chunks, but it's still like you'll, you'll step in a blue puddle. Yeah. <laughs> on the yeah, way to the red they, grass. And I'm very proud to say Texas has made a lot of strides to become more blue. We've had more blue votes in this election than in like the last thirty years. And it still wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. But I predicted this in 2016. We had a big blue turnout in 2016. It wasn't enough. I said, for the next election, we're probably not. But for 2024, we're officially a swing state. 
Yep, purple. Very purple. It's a lot of purple. Texas got a lot of people and a lot of oops. Mm-hmm. Everything is bigger in Texas. Everything. You'll, you'll understand that if we have the conference in, in, Houston. in July. Exactly. I plan to you'll, be down there. You'll get a regular-sized cheeseburger. You're like, damn. Cheeseburger. I'm here for yeah. the barbecue, though. You know, that's that's what I'm here for. Because Texas, I heard. Who's got the best barbecue in Texas? It, it, it's a hard thing to, to it's a hard thing to say. My favorite barbecue place is a place um, outside of downtown Dallas called the Baby Back Shack. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, speaking of speaking of restaurants in Dallas, <laughs> um, one of the uh, funniest moments in 2020 was yeah. I forgot this yeah. dude's restaurant's name, but you true true cafe true, true cafe true kitchen something like true that. kitchen there it is true kitchen that was a conversation starter. This man, my thing is, look, people overreacted. He's allowed to have his rules. It's just the way he delivered them. Yeah, it's not what he said. It's how he said it. Like, you don't tell a, a room full of people paying their money to you, get the fuck out of my restaurant. No. Like, you know, even if they all did stay, which was kind of like, whoa, okay. <laughs> you know, but I heard his restaurant was bad anyway because the food would be late. You know, and you, get, you know, you get three orders of drinks before you get your food, so that's and they do that on purpose. Yeah, you, y'all get licked up, lit up with with mimosas and liquor, and then you tell them not to swear. You got a cutout, a cardboard cutout of an Obama holding Ace of Spades, but say you're not supposed. This is supposed to be a classy establishment, and you have a DJ. DJ, fuck your feelings. <laughs> you have the DJ playing twerk music. I'm not gonna say the people were right for getting on the furniture and doing it. Yeah, no, that was oh, doing too much. You, you created the atmosphere that made it feel acceptable. Right. Oh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to make this a place for black people, but not too black. Not that. Not. No, not no, y'all. Not, not y'all. Not, not that black. These like, these these over here. All you had to do was say, "Please, just don't do that on my furniture." Yeah. And if they don't comply to that. You can kick them out individually. Which is what he did, but then he did too much by talking about, oh, y'all exactly. got to respect yourselves and get the fuck out. And that's when you started doing too much. Like, you know, it's just, just, you know, it was like, so we say all that to say the delivery was horrible. The delivery was weird. He has every right to, he has every right to put his rules in place and stuff, but the delivery was just, right. And they're doing pretty well even in spite of that, which is, I guess, depending on who you ask, that's good or bad, whatever. You Nothing know? stops brunch, and you know that. Cancel culture does not exist. It doesn't. It's, it's only existed for two people, and one of them was an accident. Yeah. It, it existed for that man who believes he can fly that we shall not name. And Daniel Caesar. That was just an accident. And Chrisette Michelle, too. We throw her in there. I'll throw her in there. She performed at Trump's inauguration. Didn't hear about her after that. Oh, yeah. You gotta go. Didn't hear about it before it. But we definitely didn't hear about it after that. Cancel culture just doesn't exist. It doesn't. People's attention spans are too too short. I blame the internet. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're not gonna stay mad that long. We all know you're not. We're not. You know? And, oh... We may add a fourth person to it because 2020 was the year of that gremlin of R&B. That little short-ass Canadian nigga. Ah! Uh, oh! We might add which, him to it, d- depending. It depends. I mean, he's... Which y'all don't know is I've had beef with Tory Lanez for years. Like, personal beef. 
That nigga 5'7 got up out the chair and didn't grow. And that's why. That's one of the reasons I have beef. For y'all, for the listeners, I'm going to give I'm gonna give them a good synopsis. Troy Lane's ass hit me in the forehead. His ass. So, he was, he was an opener for a Mac Miller concert three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I went. And as anyone knows, that short Negro is wild. He's a wild boy. So he was crowd surfing. And they just decided to drop his lower half. And his ass hit me in the forehead. So after that, I'm pissed. I tried to take one of his Yeezys. I missed. It didn't work. But I got into the Tory Lanez after party at a club that was probably two blocks away. By the way, I wasn't supposed to be in that club. I was only 19 at the time. But... There was plenty of 19-year-olds in the club, yep. But... Akon learned that the hard way. See, (laughs) but for me, I knew the bouncers. Mm -hmm. I knew the club security. I knew the owner. Like, dog, we went to the same high school. So, I was waiting for him to show up because I have more help than you. Yo, goons can't save you from all my goons. I'm gonna beat the brakes off you. (laughs) And he never showed up. Never showed up. His, he just showed up to his whole after party. Y'all was pissed. Bitch like, ass nigga. Bitch ass nigga. <laughs> but, but I think we can close on that note. 2020 was full of ignorance, which is why I had to bring Jamal here. I want to thank you for coming, bro. Happy to be here anytime to spread the good word of ignorance. You know, it took us a minute to get there. He said that he was boycotting my show till I got him on here, so we got him here. That's exactly what I said. That's what the hell he said. And we made it happen. And it is finally the end of 2020. I think we can end it on a good note because if you made it to the end of 2020 with a job, with full health, with your sanity intact. If you made it. If you made it. going to see that new year, you've made it and congrats to you. Congrats to you. you. Like, don't think that we're going to see a lot of people talk about all the accomplishments they've had this year, which is all great, but just making it through this year fully healthy. God was looking out for you this year for, for those people, (laughs) you know, and if this year didn't teach you nothing else, keep the people in your life close to you. Keep them close. If, if you are having petty disagreements with people, it is never too late to work it out, hug it out. Cause you never know when your time is bro for any of us really. So, just in 2021, hopefully y'all just value life a little bit, because, man, 2020 did a number on us. But here's to 2021. We're going to see y'all on the other side of the new year. We will. Peace, love, and happiness. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't Happy New Year. This has been the play-by-play analysis. Your boy, Devin Nash, BSKA, play-by-play, and I got to get up out of here. Deuces. I'm not going to be